from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Rock Me Amadeus. Instead, it's supported by the generous contributions of people like you, our listeners, on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. Insufficient data for formulation What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve. Of course, joined by... Devin. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You had it right this time. (laughs) Uh, I didn't forget my pseudonym. No. I I was going to say Devin. I know. Yeah. It's because it's your real name. Mm -hmm. This week, we've got another mystery, which is not how do we do the same bit every week, but instead, a real mystery. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about... Well, this is kind of an oddball mystery to me. I mean, it's one of those ones that... I keep reading over and over and over, and you just kind of scratch your head going, what's going on? It's, it's a bit of an odd one, yeah. Yeah, and this is the, the death of a gentleman by the name of Blair Adams. Before I forget, this was suggested by Denise hey, quite a while back. Denise. Thank you. We did get to it. We do get to them. Yes, we do. Usually. Yeah. It takes a while. It's Some a big, of them do take a while. It's a big list. Yeah. It's a really big <laughs> and it just keeps growing. Okay. Well, let me give everybody a quick summary before we get into the story, because there is kind of a bunch of details here. Uh, Blair Adams was a Canadian man whose body was found on the 11th of July, 1996, in the parking lot of a hotel that was currently under construction in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
Uh, he was wearing a ripped shirt and nothing else. It sure had been. Was it ripped or had it just been torn open, like you rip it open without unbuttoning it? I think it was probably torn open, but you hear it referred to as ripped. Yeah. So we'll go with whatever one you like. Uh, there was somewhere, here's what really kind of catches everybody's attention. There was somewhere between four to $6,000 in paper currency laying on the ground around him, and that was in U.S., Canadian, and German currencies. He also had a bag near him, which had about $2,000 in precious metals and jewelry. Mm-hmm. And was that, that, was his, that was his fanny pack, right? That was his fanny pack. Yeah, so yes. that, wasn't, that wasn't on him? That was near him, right? No, no, it wasn't on him. But thanks yeah. for giving away the fact that I was holding on to, that he had a fanny pack. Oh, okay. Oh, the Ruined 90s. It. Yeah, sorry. It was the 90s. One could yeah. assume. Uh, but by all indications, Blair had no reason to be in Knoxville. And it doesn't appear that he knew anybody there, so we don't really know what happened and why he died there. Yeah, and it's obviously not a robbery. Not with all that cash laying around. Unless there was like four times as much before. That's always possible. And they just left some behind because they were like, well, there's so much here. Make it look like it wasn't for that. Yeah. No. No. That's no, unlikely. That's not Seems good. unlikely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and start at the very beginning of the story. Okay. Blair Adams was 31 years old, and he lived in Surrey, British Columbia, which is right on the border between the U.S. and Canada. And it's, uh, I couldn't ever tell if it was just kind of, if it was its own city or a sub-community uh, uh, of Vancouver. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's their equivalent of a county. I don't know. I looked it up, but the point is, it's right there. And this is kind of important in that that relationship of the border, because if you look at the West Coast, I-5 or Interstate 5 runs from the bottom of California up through Oregon, up through Washington. And where it hits the Canadian border, that's Surrey. So it runs yeah. right into there. Yeah, right there at Peace Arch. You've been through Peace Arch before, right? I don't know that I have. Yeah. I haven't. You haven't? No, I've never been to Canada. Oh. You've never been to Canada? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. It's weird, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've lived here my entire life, and I've never been to Canada. <laughs> yeah. It's like a five-hour drive. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not that far. You should go to Vancouver sometime. It's a cool town. It's on my list. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Blair... He was a foreman at a construction company, and by all accounts, he was a nice, normal, well-liked guy. You do see some things in the internet reading that hint at some other problems that he might have had, but we'll address those later. Basically, there was nothing unusual about his character. Largely unusual. Yeah. Not really. Nothing stood out. Mm -hmm. According to his mother, though, in the beginning of the summer of 1996... He started acting more and more erratic uh, to the point that uh, he started having, to her, what seemed like mood swings. She describes him as pretty erratic or strong mood swings. And he was single, right? Yes. He was a single man. Pretty much the closest relationship of his. Uh, I got that impression. Yeah. She did eventually ask him, you know, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And he replied, I don't think I should tell you about it. Hmm. Which you could read a lot of things into that, Mm -hmm. but that's what he said. Uh, There have been some after-the-fact reporting, I'm going to call it after-the-fact reporting, that says that he told other people around him that someone was out to kill him. 
which makes him sound pretty paranoid. Yeah. yeah. Unless somebody was actually out to kill him. Yeah, that's yeah. what we said, unless there actually was somebody. Yeah, you're uh, right. It's like you're only paranoid unless... Unless something actually yeah. does happen. Mm-hmm. And then... It's too late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oops. Nobody believed you if only they had. Hi, uh, NSA. <laughs> <laughs> On the 5th of July, 1996, Blair went to the bank and he drained his savings account and he emptied out his safety deposit box. So he got all of his money in cash and then he went to the safety deposit box and that's where he got the coins and the jewelry, the, the precious metals that he would have on him when he was found dead. And forgive me, I may have missed it, but is it ever explained why he owned those things? Nope. So they, it wasn't like a family heirloom? It wasn't like... I don't know. I mean, I know that some of the metals were, were coin, mm-hmm. so it may have but been like that he was jewelry? a coin collector, but I, I don't know if mm-hmm. it was maybe the the family's it seems mocks. some people you know like to buy gold yeah, you know? yeah I mean, that's I, true of actually any kind. you know I, I was planning if i hadn't been cheated out of my 1.6 billion dollar powerball jackpot <laughs> a couple <of> weeks ago <laughs> mm-hmm. i was planning on buying a, a stout wooden chest and filling it with gold and silver coins and burying it in your basement no i was just going to have Sinking it out it. so i could i could just open it up and plunge <laughs> my hands up. into it yeah 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 okay to so, answer your question though, oh yeah no why okay okay Okay, so Blair goes to the bank, gets all his money. By the way, the fanny pack is where, he, like we said, he was keeping all of it. It must have been a big fanny pack. Well, that's where he, I don't think he kept the cash in the fanny pack. Hmm. Well, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it in the fanny pack. I've heard he stuffed it into his duffel bag. I, that amount of money, four to $6,000, and I don't know the exact conversion to say how many bills were in what versus what, but that's still a lot of cash and seemed like too much to put into a fanny pack. Uh, not really. But if you get it in twenties, that's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hundred bills in a packet, assuming it's in packets. Uh huh. So that's two thousand bucks. So basically, three packets of bills. Not that much. Thanks for just destroying that on me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. on top of a fair All amount the of other coins stuff. and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And it would have like been uh, it would have been a tight squeeze. Some yeah, some of those fanny packs were pretty big. I remember. Yeah, I know. Really, yeah, they were. really, really yeah. were. Back to our story though. Enough about fanny packs. (laughs) So he went to the bank on the 5th, which was Friday. On Sunday, which was July 7th, uh, he went to the U.S. border and tried to cross. And this was uh, was by car or what? By car. Now, I heard this. He was going to get, I think it was, he, you drove to the ferry, if I remember correctly, uh-huh. and the ferry took you across. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like he was just driving down the road. Well, this is the part I don't really get, is that why, if, you're, if you live in Surrey, why would you, because I, I had heard that he arrived from Vancouver Island, uh, which means you get there by ferry. But when you're in Surrey, you just drive a little way south and you're at the border. Why would he, why would he go by go over to the island and then catch a ferry from the island. That's that's just a really expensive way to go. So there are so many things that he did that are so unexplainable that I I don't even know where to begin with that question, let alone a bunch of the other questions that we're going to have. Yeah. I I have, I can't answer that, Joe. I have no uh, idea. No, it's, it's, yes, again, this has been kind of muddled because. I I almost uh, wonder if he just thought it'd be easier to get across there. You know, that like on the ferry, he could just blend in with a group of people and, Mm -hmm. you know, sneak 
through somehow or something like that versus well, that is one thing about especially if you catch a big ferry mm-hmm. uh then it's just suddenly those guys at the customs shed all of a sudden are overwhelmed mm-hmm. with people there are a lot you know and i've been mm-hmm. through that whole thing yeah uh, yeah and going up to victoria yeah. and yeah it's a lot of people getting off that boat all so once. that would be my guess is that maybe he just thought since he he probably thought just by his actions it seems like he was he a was little trying agitated. to blend in he, he was, was trying to hide trying to not be stopped at the border yep and yeah. if you're driving across in a car you're mm. gonna get stopped they're gonna search you versus if you're just blending well into a group of they people. don't search everybody but they'll pick out the ones that are acting suspicious which he was right. he was very agitated mm-hmm. Customs stops him, mm-hmm. checks him out, realizes he's got all this cash on him. Mm-hmm. They flag him as being involved in the drug trade in some way, either as a dealer or a courier. Well, you would assume, yeah. Yeah, because he, he's, he's a white male, he's unmarried, and he's got a boatload of money on him. Yeah, we're not letting you cross the border, so they turn him around and they send him home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next time, he, you know, I mean, the smart thing to do in situations like that is to, like, duct tape the money to your back. <laughs> you know, I mean, instead of having it in a fanny pack, yeah, of course no, I don't want to look in a fanny pack. Yeah, I, I don't know. But okay, so let's move forward here. We're going to go to the next day, which is Monday, okay. the 8th of July. Mm-hmm. Blair went to work and promptly quit and asked for his paycheck. Okay. I have read conjecture in both directions of whether he did or did not get that check and if he did or did not get it cashed at the bank. So I can't say if he did that. But he got his job out of the way. He then turned around. He went to the airport and he bought a ticket for the next day to go to Germany. Spent okay. seventeen hundred bucks, gonna get an airplane ticket, mm. which you know means he wants to get out of town. Yeah. Still, he's trying to get out of town. Yeah, well, and Frank. that explains why he had German money as mm-hmm. well as Canadian that would and American. That. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That totally does. Okay. Um, and then. Um, yeah, seventeen hundred bucks. He probably could have got a better deal if he, you know, bought it like a little earlier, weeks in advance. Yeah, you yeah. think? Yeah. Not a day. If things had been planned, yeah. Instead of what seems to be spur of the moment. Although in the nineties, it was a little easier to just kind of get. You know, that like really flags you these days, right? If you're like, I need to get out of this country immediately, I will take the first flight. Blair was doing everything in cash at this point. Is right. But even, I I mean, I'm just saying, like, that is the sort of thing that yeah. these days people are uh, like, Yeah, one, no. way, one way tickets and yeah. paying in cash. No, yeah. probably yeah. not. Yeah. But in the 90s, it was. That didn't not, stand out yeah, at all. Not really. Uh, but he. He couldn't wait no. to, to leave the country, I yeah. mean. The yeah. next, the leave, flying out the next day was not soon enough for him. So what he does is he but shows... But he still bought the ticket. He has a ticket. Uh-huh. He then goes to a friend's house that night and knocks on the door. It's in the middle of the night saying, hey, can you take me to the border? Can you get me out of town? I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. This friend has her kids at home and mm. says, Blair, my kids are here. I can't just drive you to the border. At which point he gets all flustered and frustrated and leaves. Yeah. And then we know that the next day he does make it to the airport. He does go to the Vancouver airport. That's This is going to be Tuesday, the okay. 9th. Okay. But instead of getting on his plane, he cashes out his ticket, turns around and rents a car and drives south to Seattle. Okay. To, he manages to get across the border this time. Well, he's $17,000, $1,700 less. No, he got him, as far as I can tell, he got his money back. Oh, he got his money back. Yeah, so. Oh. But, yeah, and then he drives. He got it in cash? He didn't I, get it as a voucher? I am under the impression that he got it as cash, okay. but I cannot say. I just wonder, because of the things that happened next, he could have gotten it as a voucher. 
Maybe. And that would have been less suspicious crossing the border. Well, no, there's some weirdness about the, the cost of ticketing, okay. but we're almost there. So, yeah. okay, he, he this is, again, we're still on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He drives across the border. He doesn't get stopped this time. He goes to Seattle. He then books a ticket at the airport. Uh, I believe he would have been at SeaTac at this yep. point. He books a ticket to Washington, D.C., Okay. Weird thing about the ticket, and this is what I what I was just pointing at, mm-hmm. is again he buys a one way ticket. That one way ticket costs seven hundred and seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. He could have got a round trip ticket for three to four hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, dumb move. Well, on. and that's I mean that's maybe a little bit why I wonder if it wasn't that he got a voucher or it was like part cash part ca- part cash part voucher that they gave him they would they, only refund so much right that they would only refund a certain percent and then they said you know what he got agitated they said all right fine here's a voucher for you know a ticket that it didn't really matter that could be i i, I don't know that the 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 value of the ticket is just so weird i'm, 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 weird. A, na- I'm a natural weird. cheapskate though yeah. I, even if i don't intend to come back on the return flight You're gonna buy i'm it totally anyway. gonna go for the cheaper totally. one. Oh, hell yeah of course yeah uh, i mean it's not so much that case anymore but at, at that time one-way flights were obscenely expensive compared mm-hmm. to round trips oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, i don't know that's that was one of the things that i was thinking is that like it it would make sense that he didn't really care how much he had spent on the plane ticket because he had that voucher and he spent would, like, the money so who cares yeah so yeah. he had you know eight nine hundred or maybe a thousand dollars on the voucher and it was like I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's there. I have to spend it. Well, that's a, I don't know. I have to say that based, yeah, based on his um, behavior, subsequent behavior, and previous behavior, he didn't seem to really care that much about money. No. No. Yeah. No, money was no object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, not, it was not high on the list at all. Yeah. Blair got on the plane yeah. to Washington, D.C. On his one-way ticket. His one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flight uh, didn't leave on Tuesday. He actually left sometime in the early part of Wednesday. So, I'm, that, again, this would be July 10th, just moving forward in the timeline. Okay. I, I have no idea what he did during the time that he was waiting for that plane to take off. He I'm set, guessing he just milled about the airport. Oh, I was going to say he went and set up the mystery soda machine, obviously. <laughs> oh, that's a no. good, uh, good plan. No? Yeah. Don't think that was it. Oh. Regardless, though, <laughs> he gets on his flight. He lands in D.C. He then goes ahead and he rents another car. He rents a white Toyota Camry and he starts driving south. Talk about let's talk about the things that are expensive one way. A rental car one way. Incredibly expensive. Yeah. He's... Incredibly expensive. I don't know that the rental was a one way. I, I know he, I, that he was due to return the rental on the 12th or the 13th. Do you know where? But I, I'm just, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And I don't know that it was ever said where he was supposed to be taking it back to. It's insanely expensive yeah. to get, to, to return to any, any mm-hmm. kind of car rental facility that's, you know, not within two miles of yeah. the original one. It's insane. Yes, it is. It's super expensive. But the point is, he takes his car and he drives. Heads south. Mm -hmm. We know he heads south because he shows up uh, in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, which is uh, at a... He's actually at uh, a gas station on Strawberry Plains Pike. 
Yeah. Mm. Which is about 500 miles south. It's kind of actually... Eight hours worth of driving. Kind of. I don't even know if it's within the city limits of Knoxville. It's, it's, it does it's, not look like it's actually in the... It's on the outskirts. Yeah, it's one of those freeway interchanges where they got you know, a bunch of gas stations, a couple of fast food places, a few hotels. It's nothing but gas yeah. stations and hotels. Yeah. This area where he shows up, Strawberry Putt Plains. Here's, uh, here's where things start to get even weirder. Okay. Okay, so Blair gets his gas, he pays for it, and then he can't get his car started. Hmm. He goes up to the attendant, the attendant being nice, comes and says, mm-hmm. hey, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. wrong? He says, I can't start the car. He says, oh, well, let me see your key. He figures out quite quickly that Blair has the wrong key. For the car? As in, he's driving a Toyota, and he's got a key for a completely different brand of vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Which begs the question, how the hell did he get there? Well, yeah. also, you know, when you're driving a rental car, the key always has one of those little tags hanging off it of it. It does. You know, yeah. that's kind and of And you have, giveaway. like, four keys on there? Yeah. 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 It's, they're, they're, uh, they're giant wads mm-hmm. of plastic and stuff. They're, they're not convenient at all. No. Keys, but they're uh, made to be obtrusive so that you don't forget that you have them. Yes. Yeah. So gas station attendant says, you can't use this key. It's the wrong key. Uh, he tries to help. He says, okay, let's go through your pockets. Let's go through your stuff. They can't find the, the proper key to this vehicle that he drove to the gas station with anywhere. Is there surveillance footage of at this gas station? Not that I am aware of, okay. no. I, I don't think that it was... It's 96. Maybe yeah. this Surveillance was... footage wasn't I just, all I that just wonder because, you know, maybe he wasn't driving the car. That is a very good question. And Although that the... does show up later on mm-hmm. in, in our theory section. Yeah, the, I know. But the attendant, the, the, the gas station attendant, didn't say anything about seeing somebody with him. But I don't know Correct. that you would necessarily notice... It's self-serve. You're doing other stuff. You might not notice who shows up in every car. Mm -hmm. That's completely plausible. Although one would think that uh, if Blair was like, oh, yeah, but my friend had the key. So. If there was a second yeah. person, yeah, you would think that would happen. You would, you would think, mm. yeah. Now we're well, used, we're really used to this now, but this is the mid '90s when chipped keys were really starting to take off. So uh-huh. for anybody who says, "Well, it was a '90s car," they should have just had a locksmith figure out what it was, and they could have cut a new key. That wasn't a possibility. So it was going to take a while. It, it was. Gonna... So they were that Camry was a chipped. I'm... that did have chipped keys. Toyota in the '90s was starting the chipping. I know that they were, because I know that Fords in the 90s had the chips, and Fords were the slowest to, to pick up the technology. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that it would have been a chipped key. But even if they did, I mean, it's not as though, like, you know, you take a car with no key to a locksmith and say, come me a new key. It's kind of hard to Especially do. Especially at, what, 530 in the evening? Yes. Right? Yeah. It's not as though you just, like, walk up to a locksmith and they're like, oh, yeah, give me, like, five minutes and I'll do that. It's a process. It is uh-huh. At the end of the work process. day. Well, you got to go to the you're re- just out of luck. You'd want to go to the rental place, I think. Ideally, but, uh, yeah. And they the, were closed. Yeah, they were closed. But uh, here's the deal. I can't remember. I don't actually rent cars very often. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I have. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that when you rent a car, they give you two keys. They, okay. They? Okay. This is actually, this is like on the heels. They do give you two keys, but they lock them together with one of those... A brad or a rivet. Yeah. It's a rivet or they a, like a, clamp it together. Ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. on a big ring. So there's it's, there are two keys, but it's on the same key ring. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Why give me two keys if, if I can't, can't separate, separate them? Yeah, yeah, but you can't yeah. separate them. Yes. I think you can if you I think it's because you're only meant to have the one driver unless you actively say 
we're going to have two drivers and I, I presume that they can separate them at that point and they say, okay, here's your two keys. But typically they just hand you a lot of keys that are on that same thing. I rent cars a lot as it turns out. Oh, yeah. Um, and they do, they stick them together. Oh, that's stupid. I know. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. very weird. It's super stupid. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. Car rental is the worst. It is yeah, the worst. It is. But uh, I just wanted to say though, uh, just coincidentally, I lost my keys just this morning. And, uh, <laughs> Well, and in my defense, I got to say, I had only had one cup of coffee, and I frankly didn't get a good night's sleep last night. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you want to talk about not getting. Yeah, anyway. I know, you too. But anyway, this is so... not the mystery we're discussing. <laughs> no, no, but, I, but, it, but he could have done the same thing that I did this morning. I'm patting down my pants while they're not there. So I go look in the usual places where, well, the usual place where I leave them, mm-hmm. and I look in other flat surfaces, like the kitchen counters and everywhere, the bureau in my bedroom, you know, and, and uh, no, nothing. So I go through my, my jacket pockets. Not there. And I go through, there's a pair of pants laying on my bed. I don't remember if I wore those yesterday or not, but I go through the pockets. Not there. And I go go do the, the whole thing over again. Finally find my keys because I was wearing a, a fleece and they were in the pocket of the fleece. Mm. And like I said, in my defense, it might have been the same thing. He might have actually had his keys on him. Yeah. But they were in like the, the shirt pocket or they something and he didn't realize it. He didn't think to, he didn't think to check. It's, it's, it's happened to me more than once. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the long and the short for Blair in his situation is because the rental place is closed. It's now past five thirty, mm-hmm. and he can't get into his car. They call a tow truck, and they tow the car to a garage mm-hmm. and say, we'll "Call them in the morning. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out how to get your key in the morning when they're open, man." Yeah. So this is uh, now. I heard in one place that he, the tow company, the tow truck towed him to a, a hotel. So you will see. I have seen this as well, and it's not. Not that they took the car to the hotel. It's that they took Blair or to the hotel yeah, that, or and then took the car to the shop or they took the car to the shop and Blair walked or hitchhiked to his hotel. Yeah, according to... Seen yeah, both directions. Yeah, according to Knox, the Knox County Sheriff's Department, they had a thing on the... On the uh, they said yeah. that he was given a ride by the tow truck driver to and, the And hotel. I'm inclined to believe that he yeah. got a ride, but you do see some places where people will say, and then he walked. Or they will say he hitchhiked. Mm. I'm not inclined to buy that. I mean, if you've got a tow truck driver, then you get a ride from the tow truck driver because you don't know where you are. Yeah, usually. Uh But you'll see it both ways. He's now at a hotel because we've just talked about that. He gets to this hotel somehow and he walks into the hotel and he, uh, and I'm uh, almost certain that he, by the way, was at the Fairfield Inn and Suites. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is the hotel. Yeah. yeah. And he goes ahead and he walks into the lobby and he hangs out. And then he does, he exhibits some very odd behavior. He's there for an hour in and out of the lobby a total of five times before he finally gets a room. People have watched the surveillance tape and they Gets say... Gets a room or asks for a room? He pays for a room. Okay. So, no, I mean, that's a big difference, right? It's one thing to just be this random person who's walking in back and forth. It's another to, like, walk up to the counter and say, I need a room, and then kind of hang out for okay. a little while. Okay, no, let me clarify. 
He walked in and out, hung out, hung out, hung out that entire hour uh-huh. before okay. requesting See, a room. That's the clarification I was looking yes. for. Yes. Yeah. So he, he hung out in the lobby, wandered around like he was waiting for somebody is what the tape looks like. Mm-hmm. And then finally goes up to the counter, pays for a room, which by the way, again, this is another point where he doesn't seem to care about money. He pays for a $50 room with a $100 bill and doesn't stick around for his change. Did did he have a cell phone? Not that I know of. Okay. I've never seen mention of a cell phone. Never seen mention of anything like that. Okay. At all. And this was between about six and seven p.m. Right on the on the night of the tenth. So he left the hotel. Uh, from the footage, he walked out of the hotel at 7.37 p.m. Oh, okay. So 6.37. So he got there somewhere around yeah. 6.30-ish. Okay. Somewhere okay. like that. Right. And then did his milling about before leaving. Mm. At which point he leaves the hotel and we have no idea what he does at all for the rest of that evening and over the course of that following night. Actually, I have an idea what he did. He got killed. <laughs> He died sometime yeah, he died. in between the wow, Joe. Hours. So I know that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, he, we did he, solve this mystery. He yeah? Did kind of yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next day, uh, which shouldn't be laughing. Shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, no, really, I'm laughing no. at Joe. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, laughing at the case. Yeah. At 7.30 in the morning, a construction crew shows up at their work site, which is another hotel. Again, there's hotels. This place is just lousy with hotels. It's just that strip. I mean, every every place has that strip right outside of town. I I, I personally think this particular spot has an excessive number of hotels. I counted. There's 13 hotels there. That doesn't surprise me that much. And it's like a mile and a half by a mile and a half. It's crazy. There's a a stretch of road right outside of dia that has like 14 or 15 hotels yeah, but that's uh, by an airport yeah well this is outside of a major city true yeah, yeah. true fair okay thanks so. steve <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so he is found this construction crew finds blair's body mm-hmm. uh he is in the parking lot of the uh it's probably the red roof inn it it's possible that it could have been the super eight as well because they're mm-hmm. right by each mm-hmm. other yeah it's on uh, crestwood road or mm-hmm. crestwood drive but uh, but it's on the opposite side of interstate 40 because interstate yeah. 40 cuts through this whole little pocket of gas stations and restaurants and hotels of where he was at mm. and his hotel was on one side of the freeway and he was found dead in the parking lot of another hotel on the opposite side of the freeway. Yeah, it actually was like a parking area. I don't know if it had been paved yet or not. But the the hotel was under construction at the time. Yeah, I don't and, uh, know. I, I don't know if it was I, paved. And I'm going to... So there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to remember this case because they saw it on Unsolved Mysteries, mm. which, by the way, I, I managed to track it down. But we need to remember that Unsolved Mysteries is doing reenactments. Yeah. So what, you, what I saw immediately, it was like, oh, look at that. The parking lot was paved and it was this colored building. And oh, the, and I, was, you you, I can't, no, 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 I can't use those details yeah. because they're reenactment details. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, and I saw a, a, a screen cap from that. And it was obviously not the same hotel because it was, it was the red the red roof. It was the red roof, roof. where his body was red found. Roof. Yeah, red, red roof. roof. Red rum, red rum. Red roof. It was the red, red rum. Yeah, it was a red roof, and the red, red roof does not look anything like the hotel in the picture. 
And so, yeah, they obviously just went out and found the nearest motel or hotel or something like that, which, no, which it, makes sense. It well, yeah, saves no. you a lot of money. Okay, so I can, I can point out something. I watched that segment. There's a building number on the hotel that they take him to stay at. The building number does, doesn't match anything in the area. So, oh, yeah. I, it, so this is just kind of a clue that you can't rely on that. Yeah. But the police obviously are called because there's a body. Uh-huh. Like We've got do. Blair dead on the ground with blood around him. Mm-hmm. And money. And money. Uh, and so the cops investigate, and they ruled it a homicide. Blair had... So I couldn't get his actual autopsy or any of the records like that. I can't find him on the net. And I think part of that is because this case is technically still open. Mm-hmm. It is. A yeah. cold case unit it started looking into it again, I think, four or five years ago. I think in 2010 is what I read. Okay. But, so yeah. six. But there are some things that indicate that he had defensive wounds on his hands and some smaller wounds on his body. And like we said, of course, there's all that cash strewn about him. And about one thing about the defensive wounds, uh, I, in one of the newspaper articles that I read about mm-hmm. this that was written at the time, yeah. shortly thereafter, it said that he had one wound on one hand that could have been a defensive wound. And that was it. And I was, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, when I haven't seen a whole lot to describe what the wounds are, so I, I kind of have to take it at face value that they were defensive, but you're very, you have a great point that it could have been that his hands were just banged up from something. Oh, yeah. It's that something totally unrelated to you know, be that way. You yeah. know, actually I called the reporter that wrote that article. She works, she works for the, um, uh, Knoxville news Sentinel. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the Sentinel, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I pulled Sentinel. a couple of their articles. Yeah, I, I called her. Surprisingly, she answered her phone. She was very friendly and chatty. Yeah. And so I asked her about this, and she didn't remember it. And, and it was like 20 years ago. I understand <laughs> yeah. it. And yeah. she does, like, she covers, like, crime and murder. She uh-huh. said, yeah. she was like, and I, and I described it to her. She said, oh, yeah, that kind of rings a bell. But understand, she was like, you know, but I cover this murder stuff all, all the time. time. And, and you so. were like, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. a podcast. Exactly. We do a different yeah. story every week. Yeah. 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 So she gave, she gave me a phone number to, uh, to call the Knoxville PD. Mm-hmm. And I called them and left a message. And they haven't called you back yet. Uh, no, actually, they called me back too. And oh. uh, it was just. And uh, he uh, told me that actually it's not their case. It, it's uh, the Knoxville County Sheriff's case. Oh, okay. And so you gave me a name and a number to call. And so, <laughs> and so I called and left a message, and I haven't heard back. Heard back okay. <laughs> okay. I was so, like, this this has to end, and then I haven't heard back. Yeah. And now I'll uh, if I do hear back, we'll do an update or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well post something I mean, out there. Uh, Something that could be construed as a defensive wound, right? Is like scrapes on the palms of your hands, which you get from falling to the outside of your hands, or like when you fall on gravel and like skid, or you know, catch yourself, or get angry and punch a wall. That can be missed. Punching a wall could be misconstrued. Yes, Mm -hmm. I will agree. Scraping your hands on the ground, not so much. Not as much, but a little. I mean, it depends on how you fall. It's very true. So Blair has, uh, he's got his fanny pack near him, Mm -hmm. and it's got all his money. Mm -hmm. His duffel bag is around the corner, by the way. It's not right with his body. It's Mm -hmm. kind of around the side of the building. And did we see his duffel bag in the footage? Yes, he had that duffel bag with him the whole time. Okay. He kept it close. Like you would. Like you would. Mm -hmm. He's laying on the ground. Like I said, there was blood around the body. Was he face down or face up? I've never seen it described which Again, way yeah. he was autopsies if they haven't been released it's hard to tell yeah um but okay so let's describe the what we do know we do know that he his shoes were off okay we know that his socks were off and they were inside out and we know his pants were pulled off they were, and they were inside out his socks were pulled off inside out his socks were not on him okay. and they were inside out okay 
And the same goes for his pants. Okay. There's no mention of underwear, so I'm going to presume he was going commando. Okay. I'm just going to make that presumption. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that the murderer, you know, pants him, took the underwear, and that's really, he's just like some sort of a psycho that's really into underwear, and he didn't care about the money. He just wanted those, just wanted those shorts. Just wanted the You're underwear. You're the worst. <laughs> this is the sort of thing, this is why we have to keep an eye on Joe. I know. Uh, and then Blair's shirt was torn open. Like, and like we said in the beginning, it may have just been popped open if it was a button-up shirt like, and not actually shred tear open mm-hmm. yeah this is a the it, it'd really be helpful and I, I guess the police are probably withholding these details but there was blood because yep. yeah there was violence and there was blood it'd be helpful to know if the blood was on the inside of the outside of his pants because that would tell us that the pants were pulled off after he was killed or before he was killed. i haven't heard anything that ever said that there was blood on his pants mm, inside or outside no but yeah Mm-mm. i've never seen anything mm. that that said that mentions the blood on his mm-hmm. clothes i'm sure there was blood on his shirt because he was laying mm-hmm. but i don't know of anything ever talking about it on his pants yeah. Same thing okay. with the socks and shoes. Yeah, just it kind of seems to me that if, if the killer, if the, if he was actually killed by somebody, that they were looking for something, and they didn't care about the money. That or the, or has the gold that coins. that fuels at, at least one, if not two, theories. Mm-hmm. That absolutely does. Yeah. I don't know. You know what they weren't looking for? Yeah. His car key. Yeah, to his he didn't white, have it. No, to his white rental, his yeah, white Toyota camera. It. it was 10 feet away from his body. What? So he had the key the whole time. Or whoever killed him had the key. Or we can go down that rabbit hole. Sorry. It's but potential. I mean, it's... I know, it, it's totally... <laughs> the theory section in this, by the way, is, is going to feel like a mess. I've tried to uh-huh. organize no it way. as much There's as possible. No yeah. but, it's, it's, uh... but the key is there. And by the way, we haven't said this, but of what he died of. Yeah, because there was blood around his body, and I don't know why there was blood around his body. Yet. Good point. I don't know. I I don't know why there was blood around the body because the cause of death was blunt force trauma, which ruptured his stomach. That uh, that's that's gotta hurt. It has I to just, hurt. Also, I don't. My grasp of anatomy is not the best, but I don't understand how that happens. But okay. So Joe actually, again, Joe made the good move of contacting an expert for Mm. us. Yeah, I talked to our, uh, I didn't talk to, I sent an email to one of our listeners, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And uh, he wrote me back. I I just said, um, what I was asking him was if you get hit hard enough in the abdomen to rupture your stomach. Would uh, how long would it take you to die? Yeah. And his answer, you know, like does it, does your heart stop because mm-hmm. all the all the gross stuff in your stomach spills out and stops your heart? And, mm-hmm. and he wrote back. He said, "Well, it all just depends. You know, it's, it could be an hour, you know, several hours above bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just all depends." But, that you would, but the other thing is that it's super hard to rupture the stomach. Right. Well, it's <sighs> it's really hard to unless the stomach is full. Like, and, really full, though. Yeah, you have to be stuffed. He would, like Thanksgiving dinner full. And this is one of the things that, that mystifies me. And, of course, uh, you know, again, security cameras were probably not as ubiquitous back in 1996. But still, that one hotel he went to had security cameras. I wouldn't be surprised if the nearby McDonald's and, the, and other places had them. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. So uh, I would say that, according to what Jeff said, um, if... His stomach ruptured. It must have been full, and he must have, which means he must have had a nice big meal. So why didn't? And I mean, they canvassed the area. Nobody saw him. Well, more no than that, it seems like they should have been able to like 
it's it's not as though his food would have been like fully digested, really. I mean, probably. Yeah, likely. no. If his, if his stomach was full enough that a blow would there rupture was, his stomach, it shouldn't it, have been digested. It couldn't have been digested. So then they should have been able to test the contents of that and say, oh, it was a meal that was kind of like this, and these are he the had a places. Big Mac. Yeah, it's McDonald's. You know, it's yeah. McDonald's, or it's you know, it's the Red Robin around the corner, or he had a steak, and these four places do steak within mm-hmm. a reasonable. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. So, I, so that's that's. Interesting. This is a bit of a puzzler for me. Yeah, how did his, mm-hmm. how did he get his stomach full without? And then also, like, it? how did he just die there? Because it seems like the it seems reasonable to assume that this is the scene of the crime, right? His body you know, wasn't relocated. Not necessarily. I, I think actually, I don't if, think so. Yeah, if he was alive for several hours or even an hour, he could have come from a long distance away. I mean, not a long distance, but he could have actually he, stagged. He, he could have actually could have traveled some distance. Okay. So it's it's very possible that sure. where he died is not where mm-hmm. he sustained his injury. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, and um, so we do have possibly one time frame indicator for the the whole thing with with Blair okay. at the uh, at the parking lot at the construction site. The security guard at the area for the construction area said that he heard at 3.30 a.m. a loud, short scream. Yeah. Which people say means it must have been Blair, but Uh, there's no way to know because that that area has got people pouring in and out of it. Yeah. It could have been anybody. It also seems, again, it's one of those things where it's like a trauma that's ongoing Probably if he's bleeding out over the course of an hour or more, yeah. he's bleeding he's out not internally. Just scream and then fall over. Like that's well, not going to happen. Probably no. That's only the movie. Oh, and yeah. the security guard also. I, I thought he said it, it sounded like a woman to him. He did. Yeah. And he also, did. by the way, what kind of a security guard was he? I mean, he, heard he a heard scream a scream and, he and was like, nah. <laughs> he was "Shaggy." Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, going to stay in here mm-hmm. with my cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cookies. Yeah, you got that. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to theories? Right. Yeah. Because we have a boatload of theories on this one. Yeah, we do. Okay. But, and again, just, just to reiterate, the so the only people who, who testified to having had contact with him were the gas station attendant, the hotel receptionist. And that's it. And, well, and the, the tow truck driver. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Those are the three people that yeah. we know for sure th- that came forward okay. and had interactions with him. Anybody else who met him never said a word. Okay. So. Yeah, but again, he must have in those hours. He must have gone to a, uh, a McDonald's he had or to somewhere. Talk to somebody. You have to stop saying that because people are going to think they're sponsoring us. Oh yeah, good point. Okay. Uh, not McDonald's. I take that back. Forget it. Wipe your brains. Uh, yeah, let's just say Jack in the Box. Yeah. yeah. White Castle. Yeah. Whatever, Wiggly. You know, yeah. Somewhere. This is okay. a Chick Fil A. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's go into theories. Okay. Sure. Theory number one, the unnamed assassin. Bunk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, this is a popular one. Out it there, is very actually. popular. So we've got to at least talk about it a little bit is that people say that because Blair said that somebody was trying to kill him, that some unknown organization was after him. Okay, he worked for a construction company, so let's just let's pretend that he figured out that his company was doing something on the sly, you know, whether they're getting contracts incorrectly or doing shoddy work. Okay, we're just going to say that's it. Okay. We have no way of saying that's it, but we're just going to run with that. Yeah. So then his boss figures it out, mm-hmm. or he thinks his boss figures it out, mm-hmm. at which point he freaks out mm-hmm. and decides to get out of town. 
problem with this whole thing is that the assassin would have a squandered the chance over the course of the weekend to knock him off when he was mm-hmm. still in town at home. That would have been a and, lot easier, huh? And then chase him all over North America. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a pretty ineffective way to kill somebody. Well, that's it. I, I, well, it's inexact. It's well, not. You don't not know that you're way. actually going to kill him by exactly. punching him in the gut like that. If, right. the, if he's if well, that's what caused his stomach to be ruptured. Unless you're a ninja assassin, you know, and you know the killer death blow. <laughs> right. Yeah, it yeah. could be. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra strike. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it seems like he had been feeling like something was wrong for some time. Right? Yeah. So had he actually found out about something, he would have been murdered, assassinated way earlier than that. It's really easy to make a construction thing look like an accident. Right? Like, why wouldn't yeah. they just have that happen? They, they would have done that. Yeah, a load of lumber accidentally fell on him. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Uh, there. Now, I do want to bring up... So you will see this bandied about, that the assassin was following him, and when he got to the gas station in Knoxville, swapped out his key oh, yeah. so that he couldn't leave Nashville, which is... Or Knoxville, s- you mean? Or Knoxville, thank yeah. you. Which is so far well, flung from how reality. Exactly? So, the, so the assassin... I, here's what I think. I think the assassin strangled the gas station attendant. <laughs> the gas station attendant picked his pocket and swapped out the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are you liking that one? No. Yeah. And I think the, yeah, the, I, I've, I've seen that one too, and that's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And if it's an assassin, you the assassin would have stayed with him until he was dead. If it's, if it's an assassin worth their salt. Yeah. And why, then, then it makes me wonder, okay, so what kind of weirdo is the assassin that they strip him? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, well, I was bored. Just want to see if he'd move. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's yeah. not a good. The, the assassin one, I really, no. it's 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 weak sauce. Well, the uh, the only thing I could say for for the assassin thing is, if the assassin was looking for something again, that would be a good reason to pull his clothes off. Now they've made note of the money from the from the fanny pack scattered around the body. Right. If he's searching for something, tears up the tears up the shirt, pull, pulls off the pants, shoes, everything, turns all that stuff inside out. Looking for something. Could just be a piece of paper. Might be a piece of jewelry even. Gets into the fanny pack, pulls out bundles of money, and just throws it because he doesn't care about that. He's looking for something. Yeah, that's not that's and, not their target. And and so he and so he and he and he might not, not he, he may have meant only have to temporarily disable disable this guy. Mm. He may have not actually intended to kill Blair. Yeah. Maybe he just accidentally did so, but he was after whatever he was after. And again, it could have been something in that jewelry. Job was to retrieve something. It could have been. A, it could have been a sticky note with a password on it. I mean, it could have been something. It could have been a game. bajillion things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and that's uh, and so maybe that would that would explain the money being scattered around. It would. It'd be, yeah, and so of course it's just a theory. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And, well, it's also and again. This is all again to, to follow him all the way to Knoxville and not get and not lose him. Yeah. And also that's, not be seen by That's him. really good. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Which is why say, we're going to move on to the next theory. Uh, I do want to say one thing about, about the Which lost key. Which is why key. we're going to move on to the next theory. <laughs> no, no, no. The lost key. Okay. Uh, let's have it. If he really truly was being pursued, or at least believed he was being pursued by an assassin, it might be that he only pretended to lose his key, so he'd have an excuse to, haul, to call a guy, to tow it away, to lock it up in a shop overnight so it couldn't be spotted. The so, car? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. 
In other words, yeah, he, he wants to spend the night. Except He's for tired. He's, he was up the whole previous night on an airplane. But the problem and, with that one is that presumably that person is following them. They're watching the whole thing. They're going to watch where that car is towed They're going to be they're so gonna, close to him. They're going to mm-hmm. see where he checks in. I mean, it would explain why he checked into a hotel, paid for a hotel, and then left, right? But then they'll see him leave probably too. I mean, it's... Well, that's that's the thing. Is like, you know, maybe he felt like they had he had shaken them off, but that they were... but. They were all. They were going to be looking for his car. It would explain why he was going in and out, like trying to make sure that he wasn't seeing the person he was following. We, we have yeah. fully wandered into, oh. but maybe what if territory. You're right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, yeah. have, I mean, this rabbit hole. The the assassin one. I, I don't think it works, but it, and it's a total. Well, what if? But you can so lose yourself in there, mm-hmm. and then reality just goes out the window. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm. I'm. That's just. I'm a theory as to the lost key. Yeah. Because no, I. I, I he that's, obviously had it on him the whole, the whole time i mean uh and that or his killer did or which or there's something else that could be and that's our next theory which is the next theory is that we he had an unknown traveling companion hmm. here's where you brought this up earlier Devin. yeah okay if you go through some of the early articles about blair and the whole situation one of them talks about the fact that in his duffel bag he had receipts for every uh, most of the things from his trip and one of the things that was in his bag was a receipt for the rental car which was signed for by somebody else yeah his canadian pal a, a fellow canadian who is never named by the way so i can't i can't say oh it was this person but it's completely possible that Blair and this other person drove across the border. Blair and this other person got on a plane together, landed in D.C., and one, and Blair rented the car, and the other person got in the car, and they drove that whole distance, at which point, as we talked about a little bit earlier, unknown person gets out of the car to go use the bathroom, mm-hmm. has the car key with him, Blair has... You know, let's say it's his own key he's trying to use, and then completely flips out, and this whole thing goes sideways. Yeah. Now, what what happens between Blair and his now stranded traveling companion? I can't even fathom a guess. Well, he must have been in the. That's the thing, though. Uh, he must have been in the bathroom a hell of a long time. Well, well it was um, an eight-hour drive. I mean, not, not only yeah. not only would he have had to have been he or she would yeah. have had to been in the bathroom for a long time. I also just have a hard time with it because. And barring any kind of like psychotic break or something else going on with Blair at the exact same time, he would have said, oh, maybe my friend has it. Right? Like there's no reason for him to have just ignored the fact that his totally amicable traveling partner had the key. Well, and here's, Or even, even uh, if they were like, even if they had had this huge fight and the other person wandered off, he still probably would have said, oh, crap, I think the other person has the key. He wouldn't have been like, well, I don't know, I must have lost it. Or it's possible that the, sign, the, the, the signer mm-hmm. was Blair, who just signed a different name. That's yeah. always possible. But, yeah, yeah. The thing about it is, is if the friend was in the bathroom... And, uh, you know, I made the bathroom part up completely. Right? Oh, did you really? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm totally. I I grabbed the bathroom out of oh, thin air so okay, that the okay, attendant okay. didn't see this person. Okay, I see. That's, that's so the, the I mean, the, the friend could have been in the chip aisle or gone across the street the to, to the Taco Bell. But the friend would have come back. Here's the deal. Yes, he would have come back. He would have found Blair and the car gone. He would have asked the guy, "What happened to my friend in our car?" 
And that guy would have told the police about it. He didn't do that. It, no. So unless no unless, of unless they had agreed to part ways at this place, maybe the friend was you know going to meet somebody there and, and go off on his own. I mean, possible, but maybe. I I kind of doubt it. No, I I don't I don't think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Let's move to theory number three. You ready? Oh, yeah. Canadian drug dealers. They're the scariest, by the way. Oh yeah, eh? In article. <laughs> in articles again this is uh, again early reporting you will see this line repeated over and over which is and i quote there was a history of mental illness in his family and adams had spent years battling alcohol and drug addictions i can't find the foundation of this statement i just see it stated over and over so it may just be a copy paste scenario that somebody tacked on by inferring something that somebody else said i i don't know where it came from yeah i don't know either he might i have... also want to make the, the point that there was no drug and alcohol or drug or alcohol found in his system mm-hmm. when, yeah, he, he was when his autopsy was done mm-hmm. yeah, he's cleaning the whistle yeah well yeah it doesn't mean he didn't used to have a problem you know he could have just cleaned up his act that's but... that's absolutely right obviously this is, actually and this is the perfect guy for a drug courier you don't want a junkie no you want you. A, you want a guy yeah. who's clean as can be uh-huh. and it's entirely possible that blair may have fallen in with the wrong people and, uh, and let's just say again let's just presume that he was doing something let's presume that he was uh, a courier i think we talked about that earlier when he was trying to cross the border he's a courier and he's working for some bad people and then he does something that makes them mad or thinks that they're mad at him Mm -hmm. and that they're going to get him and has to get out of town because everybody knows that snitches get stitches. Mm -hmm. So Uh he may have, oh, 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 Mm -hmm. I got to go. I got to get out of here. They are so going to kill me. Yeah. I don't know. I I agree that a clean person is usually the ideal candidate for drug slash money currying of any kind, but typically not somebody who's recovering so if there was actually a history, if he was an ex-drug abuser, usually you aren't like, hey, I know you used to have this thing with drugs, but you're totally clean now, but we're going to give you a bunch of drugs and just set you loose on the world. <laughs> yeah, usually I that's know. not the plan. Not according to Hollywood. Well, okay, Hollywood can... <laughs> Yeah. We're better I than see Hollywood. where you can. Uh, you're you're mm-hmm. pointing where Hollywood mm-hmm. can stick. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But here is the deal about the the snitching too. There's lots of deals tonight. So uh, he's he's in Surrey, right? Yep. So he's 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 snitching to the Surrey PD, the big. Yeah. Let's say PD. he gets busted. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's turned state's evidence. That's right. So he, so he's he's ratting out his friends to these guys. Mm-hmm. He's, he's 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 agreed to become an informant for them. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, and if you have Knoxville. Or PD and or the, the the Knox County Sheriff's calling you up inquiring about this guy. Mm. Aren't you? Isn't somebody going to make note of the fact that he was an informant? Okay, flip side on this, right? If he was an informant, if they still have an active sting going on, right? They can't if it was a couple a people, and you don't want to like freak them out by saying, "Yeah, there was a CI in there, but he got killed." True, because then they'll think, oh, there, like, there might be more. They'll clean house. But here's the deal. It's been 20 years. I agree. They had plenty of time to wrap up that investigation. Right. And then and then Absolutely. find his murderers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, fine. So, therefore, he couldn't have been a rat. But like you were saying with, I mean, you, know, you called this reporter who reported on it, and she was like, I don't. I don't remember that case. Yeah. It's possible it just fell through the cracks. You know, at the time well, they said, listen, we can't divulge yeah. any information about this person. That's true. They said, I okay, great. Yeah. And then, you know, that was that. And then 
Yeah, no, that, that's a possibility too. It's but, just you um, know somebody in the drug department, the narco department in Surrey was not that wasn't their top priority of following up with the Knoxville Sheriff's Department. Uh huh. But here's 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 the deal why I, why I think it didn't fall through the cracks. So our, our our drug kingpin here, Canadian drug kingpin, his name is John Smith. He's got a file. Blair is informing on him, and so Blair turns up dead. You know, through a violent, some sort of violent incident. So, aren't you going to make a note in his in John Smith's file that somebody who was informing on him turned up dead yeah, through probably. a violent accident or possibly You're a right. homicide? But it's but it's so far away. That's Knoxville that's really Knoxville is so far away. Now there, you will see things that say that well, it was some kind of network, and they they faxed out his picture to faxed all their out. yes. It was oh yeah, yeah. Fax. I know, I know. They faxed out his picture to all their gangs, and one of the gangs spotted him and did him in, uh-huh. and I've heard didn't that take one. the money well, because it was it was proof of death is what they needed to get paid. But which money, is, but like you would take the money though. You would. You, you would, would at you least would part think of you it. Would, yeah. Right? Totally would yeah. take the money. No, I don't think it was a Canadian drug dealer. No, no, I'm, I'm very sure. <laughs> I don't care how trailer park boys that is. I just, they're not. <laughs> they're not. Okay, let's go on to our uh, our next international suspect because we have another God. theory. Is this serious? Yes, uh, this is yeah. actually out there. These which guys is, it's were, the, uh, it's the Germans. These, they were angry Germans, otherwise known as sauerkrauts. <laughs> You will see information out there from the sources <laughs> that say that Blair had spent some time in Germany doing construction work, anywhere from two months to a year, depending on the source. Yeah, I heard I in one source, I heard three months, four yeah. months. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all over the map. And that he also left before the job was done for unknown reasons. And... Also, there is supposedly a woman involved, a German woman. Woman? Yeah, I don't think girl, she's a maybe. Yeah, seventeen, okay. something like that. Yeah, you yeah. you hear you hear uh, it's a young woman. Mm. Okay, Blair at this oh, time he was thirty one when he died. Yeah. So he probably let's let's presume that this is accurate because I have I have some serious concerns with some of this, but let's say that it's accurate. That means he would have been at the most thirty at that time. Yeah. So hard to say. It says she was underage. And then from here, we get two theories. So this one, as we're going to see in a lot of these, breaks into two different directions. Okay. The first direction is that Blair left Germany because her parents were angry and he had to go. As you can imagine. Yep. And uh, they maybe she was pregnant or maybe she was ill. Or maybe I don't they were know. high profile. Something like that, um, or maybe he uh, they wanted him to pay up, and he eventually did, or he was willing to do it, and then he realized that they were going to betray him. Sounds like a spy novel, I know. Uh, and so he decides to go on the run, and then realizing that he's going to stiff him, the, these folks turn around and chase him down to collect their final payment, which is not in the form of money. Yeah. Or the other direction this goes is that Blair decided he was going to go back to Germany to meet this girl, which is why he bought the ticket to Germany. Mm-hmm. But then something happened from some relation that scared him off, and that's why he went on the run. Hmm. 
the the only thing that really ties is, is the German currency mm-hmm. and the ticket to Germany. Well, that's how that's where this this seems to come from. I guess part of it also maybe is if he was in some kind of trouble and you know he was moody and trying to figure out what was going on and his mom said Blair what's wrong and he he obviously isn't going to be like I don't know mom I've knocked up a 15 year old in Germany that's what's wrong you know I like say I wouldn't want to talk to yeah, him about that right it's possible but here's where my concern with this whole German angle comes from oh I have lots of concerns oh there's there's a very yeah. simple concern well, which is same on as before right this, how did they find him no no not at all it's the source the source of the German angle is what really makes me question it because there's a web co- a website called sitcomsonline.com. Oh, oh yeah, those guys. And it's a forum. And in that forum, there is a user who is only posted six times, and all of them were about Blair's case. And that user goes by the name of Nerd Girl. Uh, and Nerd Girl yeah. talks all about Blair and their relationship. And the whole thing, The when I read it, because I've, I've read all of her posts, they sound either like trolling or attention. You know, what? garnering attention because I've, I'm involved in this case. Did, yeah. So Nerd Girl was claiming to be the young woman that... No, no. no. Nerd Girl was a friend slash previous girlfriend of uh, Blair. Blair. Mm. And gives all these details. This is everything that you ever cite, it, find anywhere else. It talks about his interactions in Germany and this potential issue. They're all stem mm. from this set of posts. Yeah, I don't like that. And I found one other person who also had a one-time post that seemed to reveal a bunch of information about mm-hmm. the case in this same thread. Mm-hmm. That was that post one time. That on was Kareem something, right? Online. I don't remember that particular person's username. That was, but that was the one who, if I recall right, uh, revealed. Real quote unquote that he uh, he was bisexual, right? Yes, and that yeah, yeah, yes. And she she claimed to be, to be female and to know him, and I think she posted at least twice in that thread, if I remember right. But you know, it doesn't really I, I don't matter. Know. The, the, but everything I think that, that happened I think these in people that could all be just totally lying. That's I my mean, problem. Is that or I'm the not, same person? I'm not ripping on forums, but I'm also saying that when the only source of information comes here. I can't give it a whole lot of credit. Yeah. yeah. So but again, I, I want to I leave that where it is, knowing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was also, just, just for, for fun, speaking of the German angle, the modern variation on that was uh, somebody out there said that uh, it's possible that this girl was uh, from a Muslim family, and since there's a, a substantial um, Muslim population in Germany, back then there was, mm. now there's a really substantial Muslim population in Germany, but uh, uh, and so it could have been an honor killing. Mm. But again, this runs out. This runs. A, this runs a, a ground on the rocks of again. How the hell did they find him? Yeah. How did they yeah. track him down? Yeah. He did a really good. He did exactly what you do when you're trying to shake a tail. Yeah. He changed his plans constantly, and yeah. he went nowhere that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where the whole thing runs afoul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move to our next theory. Actually, this is the next one is the header for several theories because mm, again, this is another. I use dashes, not bullets. Oh, well, that's because okay. you are a heathen who doesn't know how to organize things. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> okay, 
Our, our next theory is what's going on. It's that Blair was having some kind of mental break, uh, some kind of it's a socio-affective disorder. Schizoaffective. Is it schizo? Schizoaffective. Schizo yeah. I, yeah. I knew I was mispronouncing that, so that's why I double-checked this time instead of just pretending I knew what the word was. Uh-huh. Yeah. It got us in trouble before. Uh-huh. So it's possible that his behavior leading up to the time that he left town was showing when whatever he was suffering from was building steam and getting worse and worse and worse. And from there, we can split into several sub theories. Yeah. The only, actually, the only problem I have with this entire thing is that I, I don't. I think typically, if you're if you're a guy and you're going to get schizophrenia, it comes on between like eighteen and twenty five years. No, of... it's later than that. No, no, that's typical. I looked it up. It's between eighteen and twenty five. Although but it's it can possibly it does, set it, in later. It sets it can, it can. set in later. That's, oh, yeah. So it, it is. So it is it's possible. Not, it's it not such a narrow less, band. Yeah, it's not not as likely as I would think. I'd never. No, I'm, I'm I've not never actually like... heard of anybody, you know, getting at age thirty one. Usually, if you make it past about twenty five, you're you're home free. True. Uh, just to add, if the accusations that Blair was a drug and alcohol abuser, mm-hmm. there's a really strong causal connection. It's like not a proven connection, but a causal connection between drug and alcohol abuse and schizoaffective disorders. Mm-hmm. We talked uh, about we talked that in about the Bammer. In the Bammer one, right, that like one, you know. It exacerbates the problem. Kind of a little or... bit. But so that it's possible that maybe Blair was a little bit exhibiting signs in his like, you know, 25 and then just was trying to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol, and that exacerbated the problem a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and then when he took himself off of those things, it really came in full force. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But what I have read is uh, what Joe has read, that it's the 18 to 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's, the, that's the traditional yeah. But that it's not unheard of for somebody to kind of be self-medicating and then... When you, you know, mm-hmm. somebody says, hey, you're an alcoholic, you got to go clean and you say, OK, and you go clean. And then all this other stuff, the things comes that in. were yeah. being masked mm-hmm. by the by the addiction. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. OK, so we're going to go into oh, yeah. sub theory one, which is mm. Blair made the wrong person mad. Yeah, because, you know, people who have mental issues often uh, say and do inappropriate things it's or hot. come across. I come across like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's. It's it's entirely possible. So, I mean, if you think about it, if he is in an altered state and he leaves the place that he's familiar with and he's in this somebody's out to get me mindset, mm-hmm. the farther he gets away from what he's familiar with, the deeper and deeper he's going to fall into this story that he's created for himself and that would that would explain why he was acting so irrational or so strange in the hotel and it and then leaving but he could have he could have gone to one of the restaurants he could have gone to a gas station he could have gone to a store in the area he could have met the wrong trucker who didn't like what he was saying he could have met somebody at mcdonald's he or at taco bell or he might have met the guy who was just frustrated and tired after driving his 50 foot rv all day long i mean it could be anybody mm-hmm. who then gets upset by something he says or does and attacks because we've said this before is the people who are most likely to be hurt victims 
are, are victims of mental illness, they're the ones who are likely to be the, the violent or experience the violence. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with schizo, schizoaffective disorders. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he could have done that. And so somebody could have PO'd at him and taken a couple of swings at him and landed a lucky blow and then didn't know that they had done it. And then Blair wanders off. He goes to this hotel parking lot that's under construction. He's ill now because his stomach has been ruptured. I'm sure it's hurting. It's hurting. He's probably feeling a little lightheaded from all the blood loss, too. There's that. He could have, he potentially could have had a, a very rapidly onsetting fever of some kind. You know, his, his temperature could have elevated or he could have felt like he was hot. He's in an altered state. Get these clothes off. They're hot, which to me explains why everything is inside out. Mm-hmm. I'm a dude and I'm lazy. Yeah. I drop my pants mm-hmm. and I start stepping on them and pulling my legs out. Mm-hmm. And that pulls, if I'm wearing thicker socks, that'll pull both my pant leg inside out and start my sock going yeah. inside well, out. Well, I mean, the other thing to think about is like if uh, he died, his stomach was ruptured. So he would have had one heck of a stomach ache. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And like when my stomach hurts, I don't, my entire torso needs to have like, no, I do not want anything. Nothing touching. No pressure Why is all. the air on like, this area? Uh, this hurts so bad. So yes. like I would strip my pants off too. I would just be like, I, these, these hurt really bad. You know, especially if you are in an, an altered mental state, which mm-hmm. you probably are because your body's experienced some pretty big trauma. Yes. It's uh, it's a damn shame though that he uh, didn't go get help because where he was at, he was in, he was this hotel was under construction, but it was right between two other hotels. Well, I almost wonder. I I almost wonder if he thought he was where he was supposed to be. Or if he was, or if he's still in his delusion, he's hiding. Or if, if perhaps he's lost so much blood that he can't think straight. I don't know, but he was, he was actually, he actually could have saved himself. I mean, he was just, like I said, really close to two hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, I mean, mean, he was a construction worker, right? So like maybe in his kind of like, he was going to work. He was like, oh, I know, like construction. Yeah, I. That's a place I recognize. I know people who are there. I'll go there. Very, oh. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, except know? that's a familiar. I mean, it was night. It's yeah. familiar. Except it's dark. Yeah. It's dark and like it's not great. But it's it, actually wouldn't have been if... all that dark there because there was so many things yeah. around there that the place would have been fairly decently lit. Yeah, but also you don't know what's going on. I mean, people's brains do really weird things when they're they've experienced that mm-hmm. much trauma. So oh, yeah. yeah, true, true that he was in shock probably I mean, yeah. i'm sure he was in shock because of the blood loss oh yeah yeah although you know it's interesting and you know he's uh he goes to the construction site he's in construction did he actually maybe know somebody that was working on that project was that the point of making his little stop off in knoxville i you yeah. are reaching for straws oh, totally. there brother totally. <laughs> oh my gosh stop that <laughs> let's move on to the rest of all. subsection two of this theory which infers that it was some kind of self-inflicted wound. Yeah, he punched uh, himself in the gut. You, well, I don't know if you can punch yourself that no, hard. No, uh, So the way that this goes is there's one of, in this one again, this splinters, but there's two ways. Either he is blindly running and he runs into something Let's just say there's, you know, uh, uh, boards or something and he hits himself in the gut or he climbs on something and falls off of it and falls down onto something that is sticking upright and it hits him in the lower abdomen below the ribs. 
that would exude enough force. It also, to me, maybe would explain why people say it looks like defensive wounds, because if he fell, if he was falling, he either he would try to stop himself or his hands would flail and hit the things around him. Now, I, I don't think that that is what it is, but people say that it's possible that somewhere in that construction area, he may have fallen down on something or run yeah. into something. New Probably theory. wouldn't have to fall that far either, really. He Not got, really. He yeah. got takeout and was choking and was trying to self-Heimlich. That's a good one. I like that one. That actually is a good one. Yeah. 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 And missed. Except that's that a big no thing they food talk about. is reported to be found. Oh, but he could have wandered away from wherever he was eating at. Yeah. Well, after, right, he, like, tried to self-Heimlich, stopped choking, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, coughed up the little bit, was like, no, I don't feel good. All right, better try to walk back to my hotel. Confused about what hotel, because there's a yeah. jillion of them there. Yeah, and he obviously wasn't paying that much attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's theory. entirely possible. Because right. that would be a thing. I mean, you'd, it'd be pretty easy to, if you were really, really full. Yeah. Accidentally. I don't yeah. know how easy it would be, but just as easy as it is to self-inflict that wound, like at all, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if you really, really wanted to self-inflict the wound, you could actually probably do it. If you found something that, that that's sticking out of a wall and you run into it with great force, you, mm-hmm. it's just that you can't punch yourself in the gut no. that hard. No. Yeah. no, no, you'd have to run into something yeah, entirely. Yeah, uh, the the or third fall the third sub theory in this group is that. Blair was hit by a car. Mm. I don't put any stock in this because if he was hit by a car, I would expect more physical damage to his body, like broken bones kind of damage. To have been hit that hard. Yes. Although, you know, you you never know because... that's a that's a one in a million shot. It's, it's now un- not that it's not possible, but it's unlikely. And I and, and highly again, unlikely. Because the hotel where he was staying, the Fairfield Inn, was on the opposite side of I forty from where his body was found. It is. And he might have been crossing the freeway at night because there actually were a couple of restaurants on the other side of it. Maybe mm-hmm. he was heading to get some food. He's crossing the freeway. He no, gets, he was gets full hit of by food. a car. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He would. He would have he had, would to, have had to been that. full. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I know. Again, I know. If he, he if went he's eight. Hit. He's crossing back over, and he gets hit by the car. But if he's hit by a vehicle that's on a freeway doing sixty plus miles yes, an there's hour, no way. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So much more physical damage should have been done There'd to his body. To yeah. It's not should. It's woulda. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So again, I, I don't yeah. I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. It's uh, well, yeah, and there's there's the other thing too is it would have done other damage. Like for example, it hits him, doesn't break any ribs or anything like that, but it's going to knock him over, and he's going to he's going to have he's contusions. Be... He's going to have contusions on the back of his head. He, he would be covered yeah. in scrapes He'd and bruises. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not move, I'm not saying that one's a viable one. Which no. takes us to our last one that you will see put out there. Which is, and there's no supporting evidence for this, but the area that he was at, Strawberry uh, Parkway Pike. Strawberry Plains Park. Thank Pike. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's complicated. It, it is. It I call was, it SPP. It was not exactly the nicest place to be in the mid-90s, and the cops have talked about the fact that it's kind of a truck stop, and prostitutes were known to be there. And it's believed that possibly Blair decided to... I don't care. I'm just heading you off. I, this is a dumb theory because there's money all over him. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. Oh, Even that, if he yeah. did 
get a prostitute and either she tried to rob him or he did something that freaked her out and she attacked him or her pimp attacked him, they would not literally leave, leave money, money on the table. No. Yeah, that does and not. so that's yeah, no. the, the whole the whole prostitute angle no. is out there. No. But I don't think that, that that's at all plausible. Bad. No, it's not likely. That's actually the end of all of our theories. Really? Mm. I I personally I lean more towards the fact that he was probably in some kind of altered state mm-hmm. and probably got hit by the wrong person physically, you know, had a physical alteration, not hit by a car. Yeah. That's that's the you one mean, that a I physical lean altercation. To. Altercation. Yeah. What did I say? Alteration. Well, yeah. it was an alteration well, of the stomach. It, it was. That's true. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely conceivable that, uh, you know, some a guy or a couple of guys, you know, because if he truly was schizophrenic, and I don't know that he really was. That's why I'm just calling it an altered state, because I don't know, I can't even guess. Some kind of mood disorder. Yes. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I could see him, walk, you know, I see those guys walking down the street angrily, angrily talking to themselves, you know, and I could mm-hmm. see somebody, like, hearing that and taking offense, thinking it's directed at them. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Or, but, you know, uh, you, I mean, there's, I've seen this, the same thing. You see them walking down the street, and someone comes into their field of vision, and it's a completely different person to them. Mm-hmm. And they are having a completely different experience, and in somebody's face, and that person's like, whoa, get away from me. You're freaking me out. You're in my bubble. Mm-hmm. And it usually involves some yelling and some shoving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not anyway, a good thing. Yeah. No. So that's why that's why I'm inclined to believe that that may be what happened. Yeah, huh? no. I don't know how I feel about it. I think probably um, the Nazis. The Nazis. That was a theory, right? Somewhere no, there. the Nazis, Nazis never actually were. A how theory. about aliens? You Is mean, that a theory? You know, uh, they were, but they got caught in the third revision of the scripts. Oh, okay. They, then they... I, yeah, I don't know where I stand. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't go to my two tropes. I, I'm done. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know either. I'm, I'm inclined to think that it was, I think I'm about half and half. I'm going to go 60, 40, 60, that it was a, a, some sort of an accident. Mm-hmm. And 40, that it was a fight, some sort of a fight. Mm-hmm. But, I just yeah. don't think, I, yeah, I don't really, the assassination thing does seem really crazy. Uh, yeah. It's a, but it's also, I don't have fetch. a good explanation as to why he couldn't find his car keys. That's the big outlier for me. Well, again, I, I, I kind of like my theory is that he was pretending to not be able to find his car keys so that he could have it towed and, and but again, that in makes no shop. that makes no sense, Joe, because Unless the person who was, was being... following him would have had to have been close enough for him to realize that they were there. I mean, I guess to no. pull that route. Unless you thought you I... thought you were being followed and you weren't. And yeah, he thinks, if it was totally in his mind, he yeah. thinks he's being followed. He thinks he's shaking them, but he doesn't want to leave the car out where it could be found and spotted, you know, by somebody. So while he's overnight in the hotel, he wants the car to be locked up somewhere behind closed mm-hmm. doors. And it was found in a shop. Mm-hmm. It was found yeah, at a mechanic's spot. It doesn't mean it was actually locked up in the shop. Yeah, sure. but it doesn't matter. It's it's not at a hotel. And it's far away And it's far away from him. True. And so, yeah. And so that it could have been part of the whole paranoia thing. It's an, yeah. expensive, it's an expensive way to deal with that. But he obviously didn't care. Apparently not. Yeah. yeah. So. Money was, he, he was spending money. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have thoughts on this particular case, you are more than welcome to share those with us. You can go ahead and send us an email 
Our email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send story suggestions, anything like that to us. That's all goes through the email. We'll have the links for some of the research on this story. Uh, and you can listen to the episodes. All the episodes are on the website. The website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, there is also on the website, on the right-hand sidebar, if you are so inclined, we do have merchandise available. So there's shirts and mugs and all that fun stuff. Oh, and, a, and a nightlight. Yeah, and the nightlight. Joe's yeah. favorite nightlight. It's his favorite thing. Well, yep. yeah. There is also, uh, there is two links there. One is to the PayPal and the other is to Patreon. So if you are so inclined and you do want to lend financial support to the show, you're welcome to do it. PayPal is a one-timer. Patreon is patreon.com slash thinking sideways. And that is a recurring amount of your choosing these things are totally optional guys don't feel like you have to but for yep. everybody who Entirely has voluntary. thank you so much yeah we you do have no idea it. how much that helps yeah out. it's really great it does help defray expenses um, um, now oh there's other places that we should probably tell people that they can find the show oh, yeah. we are of course on itunes of so course. if you're on itunes leave a comment and a rating we and a really looking, good rating looking at the number of ratings that we, we have on itunes and it's it is crazy. amazing yeah we're also available for streaming on just about every streaming service that I know of at this point. I'm sure uh, so all of them. You can, you can get us on any of those. We are on social media. So we've got the Facebook account. So find our Facebook page and like it. And if you want to ha join in, join the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. We're also on Twitter. Think in sideways. Drop the G in the middle. Devin is quite active on that, and it is a <laughs> lot of fun. And we also have a subreddit, which I have no idea how to find, but oh. evidently go to Reddit and Google it. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never been more embarrassed in my life. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, no, that, that wasn't totally on purpose, I'm I swear. Sure that's go to true. the Google. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I believe uh, that is all of the information that we need to share with you fine folks. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to get out of here, and we will talk to you again next week. Yeah, with another groovy mystery. Bye, guys. Toodaloo.